Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. Uh, I assumed as much. I can uh, I can attempt to <gasps> think of the Do week. it. Yeah. Oh no. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I'll not make direct eye contact. <laughs> that was scary. It is the pick of the week. Nice. Okay. I don't like that. I, I didn't like it at you're all. You're not going to like any of them. That's just <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> you put it out there and then you just never think about it My again. Anxiety <laughs> jumped so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now you know how I feel all the time. <laughs> but you're so musical. Like you have a nice voice. I girl you do nothing no way <laughs> i'm sorry i am absolutely like live fact checking you right now because there's no way she's live with her blank hands no. in front of her face <laughs> why <laughs> yeah but it is my pick of the week and i am talking about this vicious grace i can't that's a weird combination of letters vicious. Yeah, yeah this vicious grace by emily Theod? 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 <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's like T H I E D E. The Theodide? Theod? We'll leave it at that. How long do you want to spend on the author's name? <laughs> I don't know. It's like one of those like brain aneurysms. I don't even normally I can picture the author's name on like a book cover. I mm-hmm. can't picture that one. No, uh uh-uh. uh. I think the font for the author's name is super small on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm thinking. Yeah, but because no one can say it. I fair. Because <laughs> it's also you have probably seen this book cover. It's the girl holding the orange. I think it's an orange. I hope it's an orange. Could be lying. <laughs> Some kind be? of fruit, like fondling it a little bit. She's <laughs> fondling uh, it. It's a very intimate touch, which doesn't really make sense because like oranges aren't like a thing in well, this. Well, it's the fact that she's holding it in front of her face. Like, yeah. hello, orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really like pretty cover, but I feel like it kind of doesn't really have anything to do with like what's going on in the book. But mm. like, okay. <laughs> so I bought this book at Half Price Books or something because oh. it looked, it looks like a book yeah. that is like fictiony mm-hmm. like like not fiction <laughs> obviously it's fiction <laughs> i know what you mean though but like, like literature yeah, fiction, yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. approachable uh-huh it's not really because you dnf this right yeah. or just got like halfway through and you're like yeah, <laughs> yeah i just kind of i trailed off that's like, fair i feel like dnf is a very strong word yeah. for any book yeah so like, try not to say it <laughs> what is it like when you ghost someone yeah <laughs> we is, ghosted this yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, I will say that I got to like 60% and then I ghosted it for like a week and a half. And then I forced myself to get through the last bit um, on a road trip when I had nothing else to do. So you were, you had to be trapped in a vehicle yeah. to finish this book. <laughs> Forced proximity. Rain. We do like that trope That is though. true. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a decent book. And I will say that the first bit caught me immediately and I like went through the first... Mm, 60% maybe in like a day and a half. Like it was an, oh, I was like reading, fast. reading. Yeah. But then it kind of pittered out. And I think it's because the conflict in this book is really pushed along. And I noticed when I was forcing myself to finish it that the actual conflict, which is this like invasion by these like giant body oh, size. The wasp things? Yeah. The like yeah. wasp beetle things. It only happens at the very end of the book. And the whole battle is only like four percent of the whole novel so it's like the whole conflict throughout this novel 
is only resolved at the very end in a very like meh for like a world ending level yeah like plot Mm -hmm. that seems kind of careless yeah it felt really rushed at the end which i think i've noticed with a couple of books that i've tried reading that the end just kind of like pitters out Hmm. so i don't know but anyway this story follows alessa who is the last or she's like a finestra, which means window in Italian or Spanish, which is like she's the window from the divine power into a person or some kind of metaphor or allegory thing. Uh, <laughs> That's a good idea. I, yeah. I remember liking that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. So uh, basically, once every five years, a girl is picked to have this uh, divine power where when she touches someone that has magical abilities, basically, she can magnify and use their abilities um, because the people that have magic power can't really use them themselves like it's just kind of like pitter-pattered out but if she uses them and like touches them it magnifies it and the intent is that they can stop this like wild invasion that happens every five years of these like giant bugs Hmm. kind of yeah and they're on an island and there's a bunch of kind of crazy like religious stuff where she's not allowed to touch anyone uh because she'll like take their soul power like take their life energy well can you talk about the beginning? Because the beginning and like the descriptor- description of how like her little I'm special, but it's awful thing. Yeah. Is that's what drew me in originally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the most important parts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, part of the conflict is that the Finestra is supposed to marry some someone called like a Fante, which is the magician. It could be like a man or woman, gender, non-discriminatory. I don't know what word I was going for there, but (laughs) like it could be anyone. I know know you mean it. (laughs) And uh, they get married and they're the like power duo that protects their island or whatever. Except Alessa has accidentally killed her three previous. uh, Three. Three of them. Three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she kind of describes it that the first one she was like really emotionally like fucked up about because like she picked him and she thought it was going to be great. And then her second one was a woman and uh, she thought it was going to be great because she was way stronger than her previous husband. Husband. Uh, that didn't work out because she, you know, killed her too. And then the third one, she's like, eh, uh, she let's see if give this works. Yeah. <laughs> and it did not. Uh, so she's a trice widowed 18 year old, I think. Uh, yeah. And that's where the story starts. So she's so like, if you, sitting, like, if you like the dark, dark. That things. is true. Yeah, it's it's pretty dark. But the story starts where she's sitting at the funeral of her third husband. <laughs> Which, we like, shouldn't laugh what a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, she is kind of freaking out because she only has like eight months, I think, at the beginning of this before this whole invasion of like beetle wasp bug things. And she doesn't have a partner and she's panicking. And so that's kind of the whole storyline is her trying to figure out well, kind of like bamboozle someone into like sacrificing themselves to like maybe potentially be her like matched pair. But instead, towards the end, um, she takes a different direction. And that's kind of like the fun power and community. And she's like re. Yeah. So Jordan is like snarling, sad facing. <laughs> that's probably that's, that's about my the part. disgruntled face. Yeah, that's probably about the part that she gave up because that's the part that I gave up. Was I around gave up that at bit. like, no, I gave up at like. 
60 pages in. I did oh, not. Oh, goddamn. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I gave up right where they introduced main love interest. Oh, uh, okay. It was just too cliche for me. Yeah, and you will notice that I have not talked at all about a love interest mm. whatsoever. So I will say this book goes against the grain because I feel like the natural love interest would be another magician where, you know, they hate each other and he's like, I'm not going to let you murder me. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit too selfish for that. Maybe it would have been a better book, though. I... Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> That's a weird. Maybe there's a reason that <laughs> trope exists. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, but the love interest instead is kind of this like bodyguard guy who she hires because their religious order is like you've killed three of these like magicians and we only have so many, so we're gonna try to like depose you and like you need to sacrifice yourself so that we can maybe have a new Finestra and not all die, <laughs> which. That's reasonable. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what would you do in a similar, like, if you're yeah. a political leader and, like, you have someone who's supposed to be the savior mm -hmm. and they're just not saving anyone, they're just yeah. killing them? Yeah. So I will say maybe a trigger warning, like, a little bit, but she does have a moment where she's, like, on the brink. But I did kind of find it interesting that she didn't question her position more like she does obviously go through some dilemmas of like wow if you know why was i chosen like this obviously isn't working out maybe it would be better but uh, like she only thinks about it after a third failed attempt like you know what i mean like it sounds like oh that's what happens when you put an 18 year old in that that is position. true so maybe that's a, just a really good characterization of but maybe year olds <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have like a whole fantasy world built on like an 18 year old savior yeah Controversial, but I also 100% agree. Unless you're going to do it better, like any of mm -hmm. the other books we've reviewed. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> I, yeah. damn. I, sorry. It's honestly true. But yeah, the love interest bodyguard, uh, he, I won't spoil it, but he turns out to be someone like special, uh, but special in a bad way um, because she can touch him and he won't hurt at all and that's like a new experience for her so you kind of have like that touch deprived main character who like has never been able to touch anyone that's kind of like belladonna now that i think about it mm -hmm. oh okay that's the book i was i was racking my brain i'm like where have i read this recently uh belladonna yeah yeah actually very similar. super similar i don't know why i didn't have that in my three books similar as i will touch on but i will just take off the last one and put that one there oh, but anyway that's this book in you probably are wondering like where the conflict is like I'm i was <laughs> i was too because <laughs> the conflict the whole book is this fucking invasion uh but it happens at the very last thing and they you know there's it it happens and then it's over no other conflict exists in this book <laughs> i just that might be a quote like the only conflict is this fucking invasion like no big deal <laughs> just an invasion of gigantic wasp beetle things i yeah you would think it'd be a bit of a bigger deal mm -hmm. but it is not really okay yeah but yeah so that's this book and i got bamboozled by a pretty cover i will say <laughs> it but like we said in the beginning it does suck you in like those mm -hmm. publishers know what they're doing these days yeah. with these book covers like mm -hmm. that's how i got sucked into once upon a broken heart oh that that's fair mm -mm. also fair i have to vet all of my book choices through you when I go to Barnes and Noble now mm -hmm. because I remember like oh this book is beautiful it's gonna look so pretty like I tried the sample sample seemed good mm -hmm. and then I bought it and I told you about it and you're like bitch that book is gonna suck yeah yeah <laughs> okay so what are the what are the other books that are <laughs> better uh so Belladonna I will say is like mm -hmm. way better um if you want like a Regency feel my other ones so 
It's funny because you just recorded a bonus episode recommending this one too, but Iron Widow by Sharon Zhao, super similar concept, the whole like duo power thing where like one isn't really enough and so they oh, need two people. Right. That yeah. That very, yeah, very oh, similar. So super um, similar. It's not like faded mates, but like a less physiology based, physiological based, you know what I mean? Where yeah. like you're mated, but not like weird mated not weird mated there is no other kind of faded mates other than weird faded mates. like it's just an odd concept yeah because even in akatar it kind of gives me the icky feeling because like what if you don't like that person or that person is like a really big piece of shit and your body is just like no that's the one that's why it doesn't happen in the the real world that is fair (laughs) choice can you imagine (laughs) agency gross Uh uh-huh yeah so my second one is the young elites by mary lou This is like a super YA fantasy book. It came out in like, I want to say like the 2010s. It was like a fun concept. It's kind of dark. It was like a cool Mary Lou also, uh, or Mary Lou, yeah, Marie Lou wrote another series. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Her name sounds really familiar. She's like a powerhouse in like the YA, like fantasy sci-fi kind Hmm. of, yeah. But the Young Elites is uh, this group of people that have superpowers basically. And there's like a group of good superpower kids and then a group of like bad superpower kids. And uh, this girl and her brother or sister, I think, kind of get bamboozled into like joining the bad side because they get kicked out by the good side. Um, And then it's following her like coming into her power and then like turning into like this maniacal, like overpowered. It's it's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And there's not a lot of romance in it, but it's... But I mean, if it's for a younger, younger yeah. audience, then... And it's surprisingly fun for like a YA book. Okay. Um, yeah. And then Belladonna is obviously the third one. The other one that the this kind of pushed out, I guess, is The Burning Sky by Sherry Thomas. It's one of those like super cheap, like probably 99 cents on Amazon. Um, I read it when I was in high school. I have never heard of it. I It probably has like 400 reviews, but it was like another fun one. So it's this like elemental power couple basically, um, and they can only join together to like solve these like magical like phenomenon kind of things. It was like a fun read. I, I think it's a little bit more spicy than some of the other ones, but I think it's still in that YA category. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's another one. And yeah. It was mid. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't have anything else to say. It's mid. (laughs) I am really curious, these like kind of mediocre books, when people really like them, what makes them like it? That's what I wonder too. Because remember, we were talking, which book were we talking? Oh, Fourth Wing, obviously. Oh, yeah. Right? People who Mm -hmm. haven't read a lot before. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's part of it. I kind of wonder because I was thinking this morning and I wanted to talk to you about it and maybe this episode isn't quite the right venue. But if you're done listening to the pick of the week, you could stop now and then, you know, we'll continue our like bonus conversation. (laughs) I don't know. I will say that there has been this kind of explosion of books that have a fun, interesting premise. And the first bit is really convincing. Like you can tell that the idea has been kind of boinging around in someone's mind for a long time. But then it pitter patters out in like it really needed a really good edit in like a couple rounds of editing there's been this like explosion of those books that everyone's kind of like talking about but it's like this is not great i yeah and i think that kind of accounts for there there seems to be more books being published mm-hmm. re- like now and more especially in the genre that we like to like live in for the yeah. most part 
And I wonder if that's because there's less discrimination in the publishing industry, mm. like against new authors or like not established authors. Because mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about the publishing industry, but from what I've heard, like just reading articles and, and whatnot, it's that it used to be this very elitist. You had yeah. to know someone who knew someone. You maybe got an in and your stuff had to be really good, like really, really good mm-hmm. um, to even break out into it. Mm-hmm. And God help you if you, like, didn't stay within the certain bounds mm-hmm. of what's acceptable for particular age groups or genres and all of that. Yeah. And I think a lot of those restrictions are gone. And maybe that kind of also tracks with the Me Too movement and, like, less discrimination against, like, what's – words are hard. That's fair. Like, gender identity. Mm-hmm. um, Like, sexual preference. Mm-hmm. All of that is not no longer, like, taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, yeah, so maybe just opening the gates to new authors Mm -hmm. allows for more books that more people can feel welcomed by. See that, but I feel like that's almost a, like a side effect, but in a good way where like we've opened the doors for anyone to publish things and it doesn't have to conform to a very like heteronormative white character plan. But we've also kind of opened the door for books that aren't like well put together that do follow like heteronormative white norms that are just like, this isn't slapshot. Yeah, this is like Mm C minus work. I don't, I obviously am glad that they're, that like publishing is more transparent and like people can get their stuff published that absolutely should get their stuff published but it's also letting through all this kind of like just like really mediocre (laughs) work that it feels like a money grab almost and i kind of wonder how amazon unlimited has influenced that in a negative way it's great because indie authors can Mm -hmm. get their stuff published but that was true before you know what i mean yeah but now it's self-publish yeah and that was yeah and i think too that kindle unlimited has kind of not insulted but Indie authors still go through really rigorous like editing processes like they have alpha and beta readers. They have, you know, people that are giving them feedback because they care about the product. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like the Kindle Unlimited like surge recently has kind of like just been this money grab of authors who like and maybe not money grab, but like people who wanted to be an author, but it maybe needed more like fine tuning and like working and editing before it was like released out for people to read. Yeah, because a, a truly finished story requires, like you were saying, so many rounds mm-hmm. of editing and reviewing and like revising over and over again. Yeah. Like to say nothing of like making sure there's no plot holes, your yeah. characters are developed correctly. And then you have the like the technical aspects mm-hmm. of making sure the English is good. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm... I like that there are so many options. Mm-hmm. I do. But I don't I don't know how to feel about books like perhaps this one mm-hmm. or The Fourth Wing yeah. that get just bombarded with all of these positive reviews and mm-hmm. there's no there's not even any thought put into the reading of it. Yeah. Mhm. It's like just a review based on like the first like 40 100 pages maybe or just like a review based on oh, this fits the Akatar mold, like people will love it. But it's like, even Akatar like went through a lot of yeah. editing. And it's interesting too, because I, I don't know that Sarah J. Mass's new books have gone through as much editing as her old ones did. Because like the first two or three Throne of Glass books and then Akatar and then even the second Akatar. Uh, Court of, a Court of Mist and Fury? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those you can tell have been through like intense editing and like rounds and rounds. And I think she's even like 
talked about that experience and how she had to like not bully her editors, but she's like, no, this is, you know, the way it is a certain way. And she'd go back and forth. But I think some of her new ones haven't gone through that much. And you can tell because like the quality isn't the same. Mm -hmm. Like um, the last one that everyone pretends like didn't happen in Akatar, yeah. the like Christmas special one, like that kind of felt like it was maybe pushed out too early. But yeah, it's just harder to find good books to read. And it makes me sad because it gives, there's probably a German word for this feeling, mm. but uh, when you want to read a book really bad, but you can't find one that like fits the vibe. Yeah, I like the amount of scrolling on Kindle mm -hmm. and Goodreads, like what are the similar books that you, you might like to read? And that's why we end up reviewing so many books that we've already read. Yeah. Because that's the other thing too, is like in this surge of like, especially fantasy and YA books, all of these older books that were published, you know, prior to Amazon really being a thing mm -hmm. are kind of shoved in the dark and no one yeah. talks about them. But like these were, these established the genre mm -hmm. of like YA, new A, fantasy, fantasy romance. And like, I never see those on Instagram never. or book talk. <laughs> um, so what's, what's going on? Yeah. And it's hard too, because I will say as like a younger reader, some of the books from like the early 2000s, have like bajillions of reviews, but they sometimes have problematic content that is oh, hard for me yeah. to like just bypass for the sake of the story. And so you're kind of in this like weird in-between space where the older books you know are good, you know are edited, have, you know, coherent storylines, but maybe have problematic content. But then the newer books feel kind of just shitty work, but maybe don't have the same like content questionable things mm -hmm. so it's like what books do i read <laughs> we don't read anything <laughs> and we just switch gears and we watch k-dramas yeah k-dramas more to follow on that uh -huh. in our um <laughs> well actually you've probably listened to the k-drama episode before this one yeah well, but that explains why <laughs> yes so more more revealed in yesterday i don't know i don't know where we are or what uh, we're doing time anymore. Time doesn't exist. You yeah. listen to him whenever. <laughs> yeah, just a, a glimpse behind the the recording curtain is we we tend to record like three or four different episodes at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, sometimes, uh, and then there's times that we're like way behind the power curve. Oh, I know it's it's bad. Like week by week, we're like, are we treading water still? Yeah. Yeah. What are we kind reading of. next? Yeah, but that was uh, Jordan and I's old person rant. I, even though neither of us are really old and I'm for sure not old. But we're, uh, we're oh, you're for sure not old. Wow. Thanks, Katie. Oh, girl, I use Rude. mid. <laughs> she just threw it like a fuzzy thing at me. <laughs> I use terms like mid and bussin. <laughs> I, I wish some people could just get a glimpse into our office for when you drop your Gen Z words and that everyone just, it's like this comic character, like blink, yeah. blink, like what just happened? So there have been times uh, when my partner will listen to the podcast and he will talk about how I'll use like a TikTok uh, <laughs> reel, like joke or phrase or something. And you think that I'm just like saying the phrase and yeah. it just like I feel almost um, uh, like gaslighted. Like when I talk about stuff in the office, and I'm like, oh, did you guys see this thing? And everybody's just like, no, no. <laughs> it's like did i make that up like am i hallucinating <laughs> there's such a divide like a generational divide now mm -hmm. i don't know if it's just, i think the gen divide between x and z is mm. massive like yeah i think it feels probably stronger between millennial and gen z because we're mm -hmm. so close mm -hmm. um but yeah what was the word that you used just the other day it wasn't mid it was um i don't know Oh, it was mid because you oh. said it for Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody is absolutely mid. Um, we probably lost all of our followers. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> uh, that's Katie's take on 
Queen. <laughs> I, do you like any of the other Queen songs? I don't think so. So maybe it could just oh be like a Queen. Oh my! God. I do like older music, but Queen just has that. I was about to stop myself. I knew I was going to say something absolutely uh, catastrophically <laughs> questionable about Taylor Swift, and I will stop oh, myself. Do I know. Not touch Taylor <laughs> Jordan Swift in my presence. <laughs> I know Jordan is a hardcore Swiftie. Yeah, um, won't ever spend three thousand dollars on tickets. Oh, that's fair. You have to like people to go to concerts like that. That is also true. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh-uh. I'm. A loner, a hundred percent. Exactly. <laughs> We're loners together. Oh, see, this is this is why we pod together. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> In an empty room. Empty room. <laughs> Only dogs present. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. But anyway, that was my pick of the week. <laughs> Thanks for for a longer episode of pick of the week. Yeah. So. If you listen to all of this, thank you. And I would be interested. So if there's any indie authors that listen to the podcast or like caught this one episode or anything, anyone in like the publishing a realm give us a glimpse into your life yeah please especially if you're someone that's been like doing it for a while because i would be really interested in like pre-amazon and post-amazon like if someone could do their like doctoral thesis on that i would 100 percent pay you whatever crazy science book fee yeah (laughs) well amazon plus social media yeah that's because it was like two waves Mm -hmm. 100 percent. we're gonna dive into another rabbit hole that Uh, is true so yeah if anybody listens to it please like send us an email or an email (laughs) contact us some way (laughs) well because i want like a thesis you know like tell me everything yeah. You have a willing listener right here. Yeah, because we're just speculating. Like, we, mm-hmm. have, we have no background in yeah. any of this. We just like to read. Yeah. So this is like the reader perspective, but I want the, like, insider knowledge. Come to us, please. We'll, like, black out your voice so it sounds like one of those, like, <laughs> those wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> So then you don't get, like, you know, like, yeah. put on a hit list by Amazon. What if we're on a hit list by Amazon? We might be. I, After the fourth wing episode, we very much are on I could see that. Yeah. List. I buy things from Amazon. Please don't hate me or murder me somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. But yeah. Well, uh, pick uh, of the week. Pick of the week. From Katie's shelf to yours. We'll hopefully see you on the next <laughs> page. <laughs> Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. Bussin'.